After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Back at it here on 88.3 After further review in the studio. And some people said new studio. Yeah, we've been in the new studio since forever. Probably since September. I think we were in here. Um, yeah, because in the summer we were in the temporary. I think studio. it might have been like in December we got finally. Got oh yes, here. that's right. It was December, so we've been in here about two months so far. Yep. Uh, once again, thanks for Jordan Bolin tuning in and Jared Jansen, uh, yep. two of Frank's close friends. Uh, one of them he works for. The other one he's uh, an enemy now because he's been mm-hmm. he's a Benedict Arnold. Talk a little bit about the trade deadline here. What's your guys' thoughts on it? What's your thoughts on LeBron trying to control the narrative? Anthony Davis didn't get traded, which I thought was pretty good. I d- yeah, I did think that Dell Demps finally came to his senses and realized, you know what? Better if I create a bidding war this summer. Or basically better if I leak information to tear up the Lakers' uh, locker room. And that too. Yeah. But, I mean, I would like to here, – here's some of the trades. One – the uh, Grizzlies sending Marcus Saul to the Raptors for Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, CJ Miles, and a 2024 second round pick. I mean, I this is a trade. I I I don't really love it, but I think uh, Masai Ujiri, the Raptors GM, really did the best he could with that uh, because I thought maybe he'd have to give up somebody like OG Ananubi or somebody else whose name escapes me. Hey, so I think that, and then plus Gasol, I think is an upgrade over Valanciunas when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bucks getting Nikola Mirotic from Nikola, uh, or Nico Mirotic. Yeah, Nico. Yeah, he's yeah. played with the Bulls. Actually, a really great talent. Yeah, yeah. I thought he. I think that that's going to help the Bucks with floor spacing. He's a shooter. Her and. Let's see. They all they ended up having to give up uh, Jason Smith, Stanley Johnson, who they got for the Pistons. Thank you for finally getting rid of him. Why? Stanley Johnson wasn't a bad player. I wasn't very impressed with him. Okay. Well, you, you got rid of Reggie Bullock too. Yeah, I'll get to that in a little bit. The Pistons did get Thon Maker. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Another big. Yeah. I mean, I mean he wanted to go somewhere where he was. He wanted to get out of Milwaukee because he felt he wasn't being used and then he wasn't getting any playing time. Yeah, but then shooting it, got, the shooting it dropped off. But they got Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond, so it's like, well, where do you really fit? I mean, I was honestly hoping that maybe they possibly considered moving Drummond, but they'd have to retain some salary because his contract is loaded. And I think also it allows you to play him. Okay, he's basically. I think what they did is a Thon Maker is insurance for Andre Drummond. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I thought that was a pretty solid. It was a, it was a, it was a solid move. Move mm-hmm. by the Pistons. Let's see, Lakers 
sending Michael Beasley and Ivica Zubach to the Clippers for Mike Muscala. Mm-hmm. Do you think LeBron tried to pull that one? What? This trade. I, I, he, he was the one that wanted Michael Beasley to come to the Lakers. I just think that – and remember, the Clippers got rid of Beasley. They let him – they waived him. Yeah. So I don't know. Everyone says he's a great uh, – great uh, – uh, you know, teammate, yeah. and he does get buckets, but for some reason he can't stick around on the team. This trade I thought was interesting. Hang the Philadelphia 76ers offload Markel Fultz. They get Jonathan Simmons. Is he a bust? Uh, he's looking like it. A first-round pick from Orlando via Oklahoma City and a second-round pick. Now, I think it's a good, it's a good move by the Sixers because you get somebody who you had tr- who just seemingly couldn't play and his shoulder and Markel Fultz's shoulder is probably made of Legos by now. I think it's more of a mental game with Markel Fultz. But here, than but here, actual shoulder. but here, here's what I don't here's what I don't like about it. The si- I didn't really like Orlando having to give up draft capital to get him. I mean, if you give up. He's the number one overall pick. Yeah, but again, what's he really done? Nothing. I haven't seen him shoot a three pointer. I mean, look, maybe he'll maybe he'll get his act together. I mean, do I do I hope he does? Yeah, I want to see I want to see him get it together, have a good career here, so he's not labeled. I think what what one bust. things I think guys have to learn, like Anthony Bennett and and Markel Fultz. And I guess I've learned this on the way with coaching, and probably Coach Bolin and Coach Jansen can can, can probably contest to this. You get some guys that can be uh, workout kings, you know, in the workouts and in a controlled environment, they look sweet, and you know, you got all these intangibles. But you got to learn, and and I've learned this obviously by training kids and in basketball and stuff like that, just because. They can do the workouts in that controlled environment doesn't translate that they can actually do stuff in a game. And I think that's probably the problem with Markel Fultz. I think he's talented enough to be in the NBA, but I really think in game situations, it's not translating. There's something that's missing there that he's either not reading the defenses correctly because uh, he, he takes some poor shots at times. And every everyone that and in these drafts, like Bennett, Man, that guy had a great workout. You know, you hear that commonly. He had a great workout. He had a great workout. Well, yeah, there's guys that can have really great workouts, but that doesn't translate that they'll be a great player in the games. And that's the problem with Markel Fultz. He's not doing it in the games. You see all this stuff on Instagram. Look how my dude's getting in work. He's getting in work. Well, he ain't putting in work when it matters. You know, them four quarters between those four white lines, and he ain't doing it. And I don't. I personally think that Markel Fultz, Talent enough to be in the NBA? Do I think he should be a number one pick? No, because obviously that should have been Jason Tatum. It looks like Danny Ainge pulled the wool over their eyes on that one. I would agree with you there. And But Jason Tatum knows how to apply the applications from the actual workouts to the game, and I think that's the problem with Markel, folks. That happened with Anthony Bennett. I had never even heard of Anthony Bennett until they were like, oh, he did great in an NBA pre-draft workout. And then next thing you know, he's shooting up to be number one. They're saying he's got this footwork. And granted, it's great to play against two-on-two, three-on-three, but when it's five-on-five and there's different schemes and people are throwing stuff at you, 
Uh, it's a little bit different. I think that's the reason why, you know, Anthony Bennett's pretty much been a bust and been in the G League. Now, I guess he's doing really well in the G League, mm. but that doesn't really equate to the yeah. big boy league. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, I don't. I, I personally don't think Markel Fultz will, will really amount to anything. And with him being a number one pick, I guess you would probably consider him a bust. If he was picked anywhere else, no. But I, I just don't. I think the the best he'll do is career-wise, he'll probably at least average 15 points a game best. Yeah. All right, how about this one? The Brooklyn Nets get Greg Monroe and a second-round pick from the Raptors for cash considerations, and it seems like Greg, Greg Monroe, Monroe has been sold. Yeah, he's been sold hold like uh, like cattle. Should he just <laughs> hang it up? No, he's effective. I, I think you, you can get a big in there to get your rebounds and stuff, but you know where the league is going, and his skill set is really needed. I mean, if he would have developed a mid-range jumper and, and kind of been more of a stretch four, I think, yeah, you, you would love to have him. But now where the league has kind of gone more to small ball, if you've noticed guys like Drummond and Monroe are expendable, even though Drummond can get you double-doubles, and I mean like 20 points. Well, he, 20 did, he did last night against right. the Knicks. But where the way the league is going, how the league rules have changed, guys like Greg Monroe, he can't do that. He can't do what Drummond does. He's a little bit less of a player than him, so that's why you know he's getting sold around like cash cattle. David, yeah. what's your thoughts? David? Yeah, I was trying to formulate kind of as I'm thinking about either Greg Monroe It's hard because with some of these guys, they get shifted around so long, and it's like being in so many different environments have to adjust your game so much. And like, do you lose the sense of like your basketball identity in a way? And I'm like, I don't know. It's always curious when you get these older guys that get traded three, four, five, six times in their career. And then people wonder, like, after by, like, you know, the fifth team, it's like, why'd you drop off? Like, I don't, just trying to figure out the best way to describe just the trade deadline just in general. And I honestly don't even... It's intriguing. Yeah. yeah, that's how you can put it. It was intriguing, and it yeah. basically it overtook the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl was boring. But we only have a few more minutes. Oh, I here. got a couple. couple no, 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 no. We got only got a couple minutes, Frank. Yeah. So we can't be long winded. Oh, this will this will be short. Kings getting Harrison Barnes from the Mavericks for Zach Randolph and Justin Jackson. Thought that was good by both sides. Because now the well, we got to go to Izzo. Yeah. Okay, that that, that was. <laughs> That was a nothing trade. That was a nothing burger trade. Although I think the it's only thing, the, the, only thing, the only thing that was great about that was that he was traded while he was playing. <laughs> and they show that, yeah, Harrison Barnes had just been traded. And he didn't know it. And he was on the bench at that time. Other yeah, than that. Well, the, Ma- the Mavs ended up taking on uh, taking on some ba- some expiring contracts. That's going to come off the books. Now that they've got Porzingis and Luka Doncic, I think they could be a major player this summer in free agency. All right, now on to other news. Tom Izzo. We got about four minutes. 
go. Done. Hang him up, or he's getting fired. I don't. I don't. Th- I mean, David was the one who brought this up, and I, I'll I'll let him I'll let him start first. Can't be long with it, so make it quick, David. All right, he's been on a little bit of a slide past couple seasons. A slide? What's a slide? I mean, they're they're the tops of the Big Ten the last few years. What's a, what's a slide to no. you? Second no, round exits, early exits in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I know, David. But all coaches go through that. I mean, Duke went through a little period of that for a few years, and then they went back and got on the horse again. I mean, it happens. It's not you're not going to be always in the Elite Eight or the Final Four every year. No, I know, but I understand and understanding kind of expectations that he puts on his team. But sometimes you can have a solid voice. Sometimes it's just you need a fresh voice. And I'm wondering, at the time that Tom has been there for a while, but yeah, he may not get you the either final four every year, but he hasn't been that far. And he's had some great players with him. So I'm not saying fire him right now. I mean, if they lose to Minnesota today, then, you know, Knowing you have to play Michigan twice, you have to go on the road to Wisconsin on Super Tuesday. You have to go to Indiana, a team that just beat you. Voices may get a little louder. That just be be aware of those voices getting louder because yes, he has in league success, but when it comes time to a big dance, how many times do we see Sparty, you know, past Sweet Sixteen, past the Elite Eight? How just a few years ago, he almost had almost every senior class had gotten to a Final Four. I mean, now it's been a little dry the last few years, but it's like, well, geez. I mean, I guess maybe when you have those high expectations, you don't meet them. I guess, you know, now it's time to get rid of you. Oh, no, I mean. I, so if I he mean, gets to the Final Four this year, then they'll, that t- that talk will be quieted, huh? If he gets to the Final Four, I'll wear the horse's head okay. for a week. Okay, we'll we'll see. Well, hope you, just, hope you hope you're able to find a horse's head. I'll have to dig mine up and find a way to ship it down to you. Just like Beeline before he got to the final four last year, the championship game, they were calling for him to get fired up there in Michigan. So I mean, I swear some people uh, can just be lo- so fickle. And look, I'll I'll say this too. I mean, have I been less than pleased with Michigan State as a fan? Yeah, I have been. And I, I'll admit that, but I'm not going to go calling for Izzo's head because, you know, he's earned the right to go out on his own terms. Now, when that happens, I can't I can't say for sure when that's going to be. I mean, I think he's probably going to, once he gets 25, I'd say once he hits his, gets his 25 years in as head coach, then maybe he'll probably start thinking about hanging it up. But who will who who would actually uh, uh, go past him? Who was who be his successor? Yeah. Maybe Dane Dane Fife, one of the assistant coaches, probably would be a, he one of the top choices. I mean, as for outside hires, Magic Johnson. No, 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 no. Matt, I don't think Matt. I don't. The team Cleves. Yeah, probably some, somebody who would be a, a current head coach now. Hmm. Well, we're going. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) LeBron's not gonna retire from the NBA to go coach college basketball. Come on, David. Plus, he's an Ohio State guy. Uh, We're running out of time. Uh, Any plans this weekend, David? Watching the American Alliance of Football, whatever. Yeah, football. Working on the draft board. Oh, that's right. David Kuyper and Frank McShay. Yeah, I got. I look forward to hearing David's uh, first mock draft. All right, Frank, you. Thanks, David, for calling in, man. All right, see you next week. Yep, Frank.
Oh, probably just gonna. Uh, t- probably just gonna take it easy this weekend. Not too much going on, but next couple, this coming week, and then the following, and then the following couple weeks are gonna be hell. All right. Well, this has been a presentation of eighty-eight point three WTS. After further review, make sure you check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. We'll be back next weekend. Peace. We're out.